Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may, may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm here with Tony McKinnon. We call him T-Mac on another beautiful day in Broken Air, Oklahoma. I guess it's um, May the 18th, and we're recording the program, and we're so excited to be alive. We, we are excited to be alive. So Dr. C and T-Mac are dropping our mixtape here coming up next month, so be on the lookout for <laughs> I, that. I don't know if you want to hear our mixtape. <laughs> I don't know about you, but, but I don't sing and I don't rap. You know, uh, sure you do, sure you do. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah it's, but I'm sure that someone would buy it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it'll be a hot item. Yeah, hot. for for a minute. For a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that anyone really wants to listen to to our stuff. You know, our, sure you want to listen to our stuff you're out there yeah, people yeah. email us and tell us you want to listen to our stuff yeah. at what's the email address <laughs> podcast or mama.org you know you can send us something i don't care <laughs> i mean if, if you want to listen to our stuff i guess we can record it i mean it, it might not sound like much <laughs> i mean uh, it, you know maybe i could learn to beatbox or yeah, something like yeah, that you know yeah. but you know it's you know, I'm I'm just not musically inclined. No. Um, you know, kind of more musically declined myself. Decline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe we can blow the show far. There yeah, you go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it probably sounds like a little squeak or something yeah. like that. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I I never really did good with the horn horned instruments and much less a ram's horn. No, no. I did blow the show far a few times back in the Simmons of God days, a long time ago. Yeah. I yeah. actually was a percussionist, and so I, I can play the drums a little bit, but yeah. it's been a long time, yeah. you know. But, but I can beat a cymbal. I mean, it's not hard to do that. Anyway. Play, you play tambourine. Yeah, you play the tambourine? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Back in those days, I beat a hole in a pair of khaki britches one Sunday night with the tambourine. <laughs> now, that's a Holy Ghost meeting. <laughs> that, that, that is something. And right? that is no lie. <laughs> All right, once again, <laughs> you, you can email us, podcast at rhema.org, um, or, or you can like us on Instagram and Facebook at Rhema Podcast, and we'd love to hear from you. You know, just let us know what you think about the program, and, you know, um, you know if there's somewhere that we're not on, I, I know we're pretty much on e- every podcast site available that I know of, if, you know, then just let us know, and we'll try to get on that that podcast as, as well we're we're actually toying with doing some video so we can actually let people see what granny's attic actually looks like on video so we're we're doing some some sample things right now and pretty soon you know you might catch us on on youtube and things so anyway well once again to, today we have um uh, dr kirk dubois and one of our teachers here at rama and um he wants to talk about revival so kirk you know what what about revival? What 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 have you been you know you know, mulling over in your head, praying about things like that? Wow! So in our previous podcast, we, I was giving my testimony. I talked about getting saved in the Jesus movement fifty years ago, and uh, and how the environment was very similar as today with the the anti government sentiment, mm-hmm. all the protests, and all these things going on around the world, wars and rumors of wars, sort of like you know normal <laughs> life. But anyway, I see a. a I see that we're coming full circle because um, in the in the 60s and 70s with all the hippie drug culture and all that, there was a, a dissatisfaction that the church world had not impacted culture in the way it should have. So True. there was a void. I re, the reason I got into the occult and all that was because I wasn't finding God in the church. So I was looking in other places, right? 
And so I see the same thing today. There's an explosion of new age stuff, witchcraft, all this occult stuff. They just call it different names. They call it, they don't call it transcendental meditation. They call it mindfulness. You know, they don't call it witchcraft. They call it, you know, Mother Earth and the goddesses and this mm -hmm. and that. But it's the same thing. People are looking for God in the wrong places. But as then, so now, because of this void and this hunger, I see that people are open, more open today to hear the gospel than ever. It's, it's almost easier to get people saved right now. People are hungry, especially with all the events going on in the world, politically and spiritually and just environmentally and everything else that's going on. People are in fear and open. They're looking for answers. And, and so our, this is our time to shine. Yes. And it is happening. I'm seeing stuff happen all over the country with different people stepping out, holding evangelistic meetings, tent meetings, street meetings, uh, church meetings. Uh, it is happening. We're seeing the, I believe the altar calls are getting bigger. I, I've even seen, it seems like here at church that recently yeah. more and more people are responding because there's a, yeah, I remember Brother Hagin said back during the healing revival of 48 to 58, he said it was easy to get healing, people healed because it was in the atmosphere. And I remember back in the 70s with the Jesus movement slash charismatic movement, it seemed like the very atmosphere was permeated with the presence of God, where you could, you could, uh, you could, uh, you know, sense it was easy to get people baptized in the Holy Ghost and healed and and to reach out. And I'm sensing the atmosphere once again is becoming saturated with with the tangible presence of God. People are reaching up. This is our time to shine. And so, uh, you know, I'm very interested in the prophetic coming together with the historic. I teach church history, but I also teach Daniel Revelation. So you know, I got the <laughs> mm -hmm. best of both worlds. Yeah. Right? And I see a parallel with what happened with Israel. Um, the, you know, Isaiah had a prophecy in chapter 44 into 45 about this man named Cyrus that was going to rise up to set the people of Israel free to go back and build Jerusalem and build the temple. Called him by name 150 years yeah. before he was born. Yeah, before he was born, about a 200 years before he was in right. power, something exactly. close to that. And then Jeremiah comes along down the road, and he prophesies that they're going to go into captivity for 70 years because of their disobedience. And that happened. You know, Finally, the southern kingdom goes into Babylonian captivity. The last chapter of Second Chronicles talks about it. The first chapter of Ezra talks about how God then raised up that man Cyrus over the Persian kingdom. And Darius was one of his sub-guys over the Babylonian area. Mm -hmm. And then we come across Daniel in chapter 9. He says in chapter 9, verse 2 there, he says, I, I was reading the book of Jeremiah, and I understood by the book that 70 years had been allotted. And he looked at his calendar, and he said, you know, it's time for mm -hmm. God to move. Yeah. The time is up. We're, we are prophetically at the calendar for God to move. Daniel's understood that. So he began to pray. And then God began to show him some things. And in the next chapter, God showed him the, uh, how the principalities and powers were battling behind the scenes with the, with the princes of God, you know, Michael and Gabriel. And it was going to affect the natural outcome of the nations in order to line them up to get his prophetic plan to come to pass, which was Israel, the Israelites to go back and build the temple, build the city. So Babylonian, Babylon, Babylon fell in one night. And then the Persians take over, and then Cyrus is in position, and he begins. Daniel saw it in the book. He prayed it out. God showed him a vision of the spiritual battle in the heavens, and then things began to unfold, and Cyrus gave the order for them to go right. back and build. But here's the interesting thing, because people, with what's happened politically in our nation lately, people are saying, well, there was a lot of things that were prophesied and said that didn't look like they came to pass.
They were fulfilling God's prophetic timetable. They were going out to build and uh, the city. Cyrus was risen up. Everything, everything had happened just like uh, he said. And there, Ezra's back there building, and they've got Zerubbabel set up as a governor, and they've got Joshua as the high priest. And all of a sudden, everything comes to a grinding halt because persecution arose, and they took it to the courts. They took it to the king, and they said, stop him, and the work stopped. Mm -hmm. And it was stopped for somewhere around a couple of years or longer. And and so um, you think, okay, did God miss it? Did the prophets miss it? Did the prayer warriors miss it? Because he said they was going to send us, he was going to send us back, and now the work that God had promised is stopped. So what happened? And yet, then we come across in like chapter uh, 4 and 5 of Ezra that these two prophets, Zechariah and Haggai, began to prophesy to the people in chapter 5, and they began to build again. He, they prophesied, and so the people rose up in defiance of the order— mm-hmm and began to build again and do the work of God. And then it went back to the courts. And then this time the king did a search of the records and found out that Cyrus had said this was okay. So not only did he say the work must continue, he then ordered that money be given and riches be given, treasures be given, so they could have those resources to do what they were told to do. So I saw from this that many times in the plan of God, when we have a word from God and prophetic things are happening, and then all of a sudden it seems to not happen, there's a, there's a cutoff, that doesn't mean God has been taken by surprise. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that God's word is not being fulfilled. It may be a temporary delay, but God's plan will happen. God's purposes will be fulfilled. And I see that God has began to move in this nation with revival in the last few years and a, a turning even into the laws and things being turned where they should be adjusted to be in line with God's word. And then all of a sudden it looked like things have been stopped. But I see that God is saying, no, my plan will not be yeah, stopped. Yeah. And, and part of this turmoil that we've been going through as a nation, I believe, has been an alarm clock for the church to get people to pray, to get people to get into that place of intercession and prayer. And, and, and unfortunately, it seems like the church has divided. And, and you, you see when the pandemic, I call it the plandemic hit, mm-hmm. that much of the church world retreated in fear and cowered down to laws and rules that had no scientific backing or it was all based on fear. And then, then other parts of the church is like we're waking up and saying, hey, wait a minute, this is not right. And I think it's time for the church to arise because we are now entering into a second Jesus movement. But it's not just going to—it's not going backwards. We're going forward. It's yeah. not going to be like in the '70s. It's going to be something that's going to meet today head on with our generation, with the millennials. And so God is speaking for the Christians to rise up. I just was talking with somebody today about another situation and, and this this idea in the body that, well, the Bible says the world's going to go to hell in the last days, and so, you know, the Antichrist is coming, so things are going to get worse, so we're just going to wait around for Jesus to come in the middle of the night and take us out. I say, you know, I believe in a pre-trib rapture. I teach that. I teach that class here at Rama, but... I am not to the. I'm not of that mindset anymore. That we just sit around and wait for Jesus. It's not a rescue operation. It is not a rescue. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to occupy till He comes. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth. We're supposed to be the light in the darkness. We're supposed to hinder the Antichrist. Yeah, because he can't. He can't come. He we're can't gone. be revealed until we're gone. So we're supposed to be a stopping of that. You know, when when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard. The standard should be the body of Christ, because that's where the glory of God resides mm-hmm. today. Is in the church. 
And so I think we are in our greatest days, and with the darkness that seems to be to this today, uh, and I'll have to credit Sid Roth for this, but he he read a prophecy from Kenneth he- uh, E. Hagan from 1987, uh, I believe it was. He read it to the, on his program about the darkness that would come out of the Capitol and that it would sweep across the country and that many men would sign on to it but that prayers would wake up and begin to push back the darkness. And then he said, the greatest days you've ever seen will come. He said, whole nations will be changed. Mm-hmm. And I think I have, I cannot be pessimistic. I am not of these people that say, well, the Antichrist has taken over. We're going to get out of here and the whole place is going to hell. No, we have work to do. We have a harvest out right. there. And I believe our greatest days are still ahead. I believe there are going to be whole nations, rocks with the power of the gospel. And I believe things are going to turn around that this is, it's not time for the Antichrist to step onto the stage yet. The church is still busy. There's a harvest that needs to come in. And so I'm excited to see that the church is awakening. People are rising up. And that means getting involved in the political realm, getting involved in the entertainment realm, getting involved in the sports world, but getting involved and in even in the pulpit realm. You know, the pulpits have to wake up because for so long the church has not been proactive We've been retreating and allowing Satan to dominate society, and we've, had, we've built walls around our Christian schools, our Christian this, our Christian that, but we haven't been changing society. We're supposed to be the salt and the preserver. Right. So that's, that's the passion. I've been waiting 50 years to see another Jesus movement, <laughs> and I'm seeing it now, yeah. and I'm seeing signs of God moving, and it took getting us under this pressure the last couple of years of all this stuff to get believers to say, wait a minute, and it's time to wake up, it's time to pray, and it's time to press in. Well, would you agree? I mean, as, you, as, as things would seem to, to be suppressed at the moment, it's, not, it's a time like Daniel to, to look and see what time it is and begin to pray and declare what God has said about our time. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that's, you know, as, uh, I was trying to get at is that, Daniel recognized the prophetic time and the opportunity, mm-hmm. but he didn't just wait for it to happen. Right. He began to intercede. And then God peeled back the heavens and showed him the, the, what was taking place behind the scenes with the principalities over these nations and how Michael and Gabriel were fighting against them to line them up so that God's purposes could be fulfilled. And I tell you, today, there's our, there are principalities and powers fighting for America good and bad. It's up to the church to pray so that God's princes will come to the aid of this country and turn it back to so that there are undone things that still have to be fulfilled in this nation. From the very covenant that was made when the pilgrims came over and bowed their knees on the sands of the beach and made a covenant with God that this would become a light on a hill, a city on a hill, and it would take the gospel of the kingdom around the world, that still is the covenant with this nation, America. And it needs to return to its covenant and there needs to be people that will contend like Daniel and pray yeah. for the nation and we will see God move. Amen. We will see what Brother Hagan prophesied. We will see what others have prophesied. We are going to see the greatest days ahead. We're going to see miracle signs and wonders. We're going to see a harvest like we I don't know if churches will be able to contain everybody. Stadiums are going to be filled because there's going to be massive things going on. It's already starting to happen and I'm thanking God that Rama is you know has been prophesied that we're going to be a 
part of this this leading edge of what God is doing in these days the, the, before Jesus comes. I remember Brother Hagin's you know, mother had that vision when she was pregnant with him and how God told her that he would be a forerunner, as John the Baptist was, to the first coming, that he would be a forerunner to the second coming. And we as Rama family are extension to that call, yeah, that destiny, and that yeah. purpose. Now, let me just throw one other thing in here quickly, too, because Elijah, when he, after he had this little pity party and wanted to just go home, you know, just kill me, God, you think he wasn't really serious because if he was, he would have stayed and let Jezebel take care of him mm-hmm. because she promised to cut his head off within 24 hours, and, but he ran away. But God said, okay, he told Elijah to do three things. He said, go anoint Elisha to be a prophet in, in your place. Go and anoint Jehu and go anoint Haziel. Did you know Elijah never fulfilled all three? He just did the first one. He anointed Elisha. Did you know who anointed Jehu or Hazael? Elijah. Elijah's successor carried out the second part. Then one of Elijah's successors, a child, a son of the prophet, anointed Jehu. Jehu. So it took three three generations or three steps to fulfill the original command to Elijah that he wasn't able to complete. There are things that Brother Hagin prophesied. There are things about Rhema that have been prophesied. There are things that have been prophesied about this nation that have not been fulfilled yet. And we, in the, speaking of, for the Rhema family here, we are an extension of that purpose, that call, and we have to take our place. Amen. And uh, I'm glad to see the different generations yeah. rising up yeah, right here as we, right. you know, Pastor Dr. Craig, and, <laughs> and then in his sons now and and you know so thank god yeah and it's no time to back up and retreat you know when i look at that history of, of elijah to me it is as though at the point that he ran from jezebel he disqualified himself from his prophetic office and and that's when the lord spoke now you do these three things to anoint these successors because if you study he, there was really n- not much miraculous in his ministry past that point right you anoint your successors and yeah we're done. And, you know elijah prayed i want a double portion of your spirit yeah. elijah yeah. and do you know if you record the miracles elijah elijah did twice as many miracles as elijah well and the well, last one was after he was dead right yeah right. when somebody <laughs> touched his bones you know and as a son if you will what he asked for was really it wasn't a hard thing from the standpoint of god it was it was a hard thing from the natural, but it was the right thing. Right. Because uh, that's what a, the son gets is the double portion yeah. in the inheritance. Amen. You know, and I think that people really need to understand the power we have in prayer. And obviously revival starts on your knees. And I know it was interesting because um, even people that are maybe not 100% in our camp or even as learned as we are, 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 are noticing the power of prayer. In fact, um, you know, um, General Michael Flynn has become one of my friends now, and um, he told us that the reason he thinks he's a free man today mm-hmm. is because of the prayer warriors that began to pray for, for him and his family. You know, it's, ultimately, you know, he was, you know, he's free now. But here's what he says. He says, the, the first way to change our nation is on our knees. That, that, that same, those same prayer warriors need to get together and begin to pray for this nation. Yes. You know, and ultimately not only pray for this nation but pray for the whole world because you know we can't fulfill the go into all the world and, pre- and preach the gospel to every living creature if we can't even go to all the world i mean you know, obviously it's been a been a huge hamper for for us with you know with all in fact a, a lot of our 
directors of a lot of our international schools can't even go back to their home you know, to, to to their school right now because of that. Um, we haven't been able to travel to to the international schools, and, it, and it's been a, ha- a hamper. But you know what? Ultimately, God wins, and, and you know, and, and a lot of this stuff is going to start on our knees, and not just you know, a lot of a lot of people <laughs> like, well, I, I want to see this, I want to see this. Well, begin to pray it out. You know, and, you know, I, I know obviously like our last podcast, you talked about, you know, God giving you dreams and visions, you know, begin to pray those things out, but begin to see those things. Just like we here remember back in the eighties, whenever, whenever we begin to, to pray that the iron curtain would fall mm-hmm. and ev- yep, everybody, yep. I mean, some people actually thought my grandfather was nuts. I mean, that's not, there's no way it's going to happen. And I'll tell you this too. I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself on the spot here. If I'm wrong, praise the Lord, but I don't believe this is it. I think this we're not it's not time for nations to close up. It's not time for the antichrist. Some people tote the t- tribulation like it's it's all about the antichrist yeah. and he's a superstar. No. The the tribulation proves what a loser Satan is mm-hmm. because the tribu- he can't even get it together for 7 years and actually it's the last three and a half of that and he still can't get it together. He's got wars in his kingdoms. It just proves that Jesus is still Lord and still on the throne and and the devil's still lost. But I really, I, I'm, I personally believe that w- this is not it. That's timing's not right. We're going to see nations open up again, and we're going to see the flood of the gospel go out because it's not time yet. I think this is this was an attempt of the enemy to thwart the plan of God, just like I talked about Ezra building the temple. But it's not going to stick. I really believe it's going to turn around in the next. It may take a year or so, but I believe. Maybe not even that long, but I don't believe this is it. Well, it's, I don't remember chapter and verse, but it's in Daniel's prophecies and, and about the Antichrist. He will seek to change times and law. Right. Well, the Antichrist himself is not on the scene, but the Antichrist spirit has been in the earth ever since. The, True. You know, and so that's always part of his uh, M.O., to seek to find a way to thwart, to delay, to 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 hold off. Uh, the plan of God to change times and laws, and that's what He's doing. Yep, you know, but He does I'd not. I'd like win. to send the message out to every believer that's listening: all hands on deck. Yeah. It's not time to pack it up and get ready to get go home. It's time for everybody to get to their post in prayer. Get to, get to the call of God. You know, if you some of you've been running from the call of God for many years, and maybe that first step in getting to that place is Rama. You know, it might be that might be the step to get you ready for the call. But get to the place where God has called you. Get to the get to your post. It's every believer needs to get busy. Get to that place of prayer because God's about ready to move, and uh, He's looking for laborers. Amen. You know, and and I I really believe that the 1979 prophecy, Brother Hagen, the tramp 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 prophecy. I believe that's taking place right now. Yes. That, yeah. that you know you know I I know that Rama has done. You know a number of things all throughout the world, but but I, I believe that we're we're stepping in to the to, to the real tramp tramp tramp. You know when when maybe people said we're not going to be able to to, to to march. You know you know throughout these nations to other most parts of the earth, but I, I believe that we're stepping into that point yep. in time. Something else going back to when you know many of them and we don't talk about this a lot. Whenever Brother Hagen began we began to pray, he he urged us to pray that the Iron Curtain would fall and the Berlin Wall you know fell. You know, and then which is it's awesome now. You go to Rayma, Albania, and they're thinking we were praying for those people. Um, you know, back in the eighties. Yeah. But remember what he said. He said the bamboo curtain was next. Yep. And that has it, not happened. And yet. it has not happened. It seemed it was happening more. You know, whenever I visited China, and it seemed to be more opening. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like there was a complete reversal, and, and it's going back. But you know what? 
maybe we should get back to what we should pray for. You know, instead of fearing China and fearing that kind of say, pray for that bamboo curtain, yes. you know, to fall and, and you know, and, and, and God to and infiltrate all those uh, all those countries around there. You know, instead of fearing those things, you know, and a lot of times that we, you know, I know that here in, here in America, we believe America first and all these, you know, there's all kinds of prophetic things about America and Israel, you know, but sometimes we forget that we can, we can pray against principalities and, and, and powers from, from all, all over the world. And that, you know, sometimes we don't have that global vision. Now, I know here at Ramey, you can get more of a global vision whenever, you know, you know, especially whenever you have friends that live in these countries and, and we're, we're, you know, trying to, Push through with Rama China and and something you know that we've had a lot of obstacles. Dad calls them obstacles, you know, you know. But we're we're continuing to to use their form of Zoom to continue to minister to students there in mainland China, even during even during all this stuff going on. And and God is still on the throne. Well, we got to get our praying and our saying lined up. I mean, we know that on such an elementary level, and we that's you know we we talk about that. But when it comes to this kind of stuff. We sit around and moan and groan and whine about how dark it is and how bad it is, and 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 then you know just kind of haphazardly loft up a prayer or two about it. No, we need to we need to pray and believe, and then we need to talk different. I I'm glad to see a resurgence in the emphasis on the authority of the believer. Yeah, because for many years in the Word of Faith movement, it's like it just went quiet, suppressed almost. But you know, I even wrote a book about it myself because it's like this has been a subject on my heart. But you know, Brother Hagin's book, we need to get that triumphant church and start getting back in the prayer. Yeah. Because it's this is not the time to pull back and say everything's over. No, it's not over. God's waiting on us to do something. Praise the Lord. I like to, you know, talk about the Lord's Prayer in Luke 11. And, uh, you know, our Father who art in heaven, you know, we put that in our refrigerator and make magnets out of it. But they said in verse 1, it came to pass that when Jesus had finished praying in a certain place, his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. They didn't say teach us to heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead. They'd already been doing that. But they saw something in him. They said, that's the key right there. Teach us to do that. And when he said, say this, our Father who art in heaven, we don't understand what that means, but in the Greek, every verb in that prayer is what's called the imperative command present tense. And so if you were to put that in, in English and, and that we'd understand, every verb was, was, a, was a present demand. So they're saying, God, your will must be done yeah. right now. Your kingdom must come right now. You must deliver us from the evil one. You must provide. And I heard one Greek scholar say it's even has emotion attached to it like you're stomping your feet saying god you've got to do this so what he was showing us not what to pray but how to pray that is a prayer of authority and a prayer of an intercessor that god we are standing and contending for your will regardless of what the world's doing we are in you know brother Hagin said the fight of faith is standing on the word it's not fighting wrestling demons it's standing on the word I like what Brother Mark Hankins says, the fight of faith is the fight we fight not to fight. Mm. In other words, we're not wrestling demons. We're standing on the word against all the contrary evidence. And we're saying your will must be done in this nation. Your will must be done in my life. Well, in that whole business of the kingdom, I mean, it's um, it's interesting because that prayer does not end. It is not completely fulfilled until the millennium. Right. Uh, I mean, there's there's aspect. The kingdom's always now, not yet. I mean, we're in the kingdom. Jesus said the kingdom's in you. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. But we know there's elements of the kingdom that are not are not present in our culture. 
we we need revival yep. but the ultimate kingdom will come when jesus comes to establish it and yep. we we take the antichrist and his army to to the bloodbath at armageddon and the kingdom will come amen amen, <laughs> amen. you know and i think something else too obviously we do need to pray this out but sometimes we need to step out in faith yes yeah. and so a, a lot of people are you know they're, they're waiting for somebody else to to start a revival i mean they're waiting for somebody else to do something someone else to step out you know but at some point in time we gotta decide to, to step out you know step out of our comfort zone you know and you know and do what the Bible says, being, being a, a doer of the word. I, I know, you know, my good friend, Todd White, he, he never planned to be a minister. He, he, he just wanted to pray for, pray for the sick at Walmart or wherever he might be. You know, he, he, if he sees someone that looked like they were hurting, he would like, go pray for him. I mean, that's just, you know, that's stepping out of a comfort zone. Not everyone wants to, you know, get in everyone else's business. But I, I remember, you know, one of the stories that he was, he talked to a, to a lady and says, you know, said, Man, does your back bother? Looks like looks like you're having you know issues. And she said she said yes. He goes well well um, well. Can I pray for you? She goes well. I'm a Muslim. I says okay. Can I pray for you? Well, I'm a Muslim. I don't care what you are. I mean you know your back's bothering, right? And Jesus Christ wants to heal your back. Amen. And you know and I think a lot of us are don't want to be that bold, you know. But it's 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 not about you know it's I guess going back to the the Peter and John to the temple, you know, you know, such as I have give I thee. And so a lot of times we have a lot, but we don't give anything. Amen. And we're, we're too busy, you know, praying for our family, <laughs> hiding from, from a pandemic or whatever we're doing, you know, instead of going out and being a doer of God's word. I no, it's kind of stu- oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I studied revival since I was saved. I cut my teeth on the Bible and Charles Finney, <laughs> yeah. but I've never studied any revival that people got together and said, Hey, let's have a revival. Yeah. It always starts because of passion. Somebody gets gets a passion and they act, and then it affects someone else, and then it affects someone else. Before you know it, there's a, a movement, and that's what you were saying. You know, it's like we have to put feet to our prayers. Yeah, and absolutely. it might start not behind a pulpit somewhere, but it might be at Walmart or the gas station or, or out in the streets. Yeah. yeah, everyone wants revival to start in their church, Mm-mm. but it, but. It, you know, it starts whenever those people start coming to your church because, like, man, what are they teaching over there? Because you're going out here and you're going out there and, and people are getting healed and you know, people are getting set free. And it's just. Um, well, if the kingdom of God is within you, that's what Jesus said, then, then wherever we go, we should be extending the kingdom to our sphere of influence. Yes. That's what ought to be coming out of us. And the kingdom is the king's domain. That's right. It's His authority. What, that's right. It's where what he says goes. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, we you know we, a lot of people think, well, I'm just I'm just one person. How, how can I change the world? And I mean, you know, obviously, even Brother Hagen, your know, grandfather, he's you know, he prayed that. He said, so Lord, I'm just I'm just one man. And that's when the, the Lord told him to get on the radio and begin to teach. And then then put all, all your stuff and in, in book and in, in, in tape form. And we've done that. And, and then then he ultimately called them to to start, start Rainbow Bible Training College, you know, and. My grandfather's thought pattern: well, if we can just train fifty students a year, we can we can go a long ways toward, you know, toward reaching reaching this nation and reaching this world. And you know, now we're up to over ninety three thousand worldwide Rama graduates. You know, and he used to always brag about that. You know, we have Rama graduates on every continent. We have Rama students on every continent. Um, you know, I mean, preaching and teaching the gospel, and so it's just amazing. You know. Um, what we get to do, I, th- I think, I count our privilege to be able yeah. to continue Amen. to carry on His vision, continue to carry on His call. You know, 1950 to go teach my people faith, and you know that's the mandate that that we as as Rama graduates, you know, take on and, and and continue on. And you know, I like I said, it's 
you know, it's very special to me too, because I mean, I, I promised him uh, on his deathbed, you know, that I would continue on the work that God had called him to do. And actually the first thing I did was because one of the last things he said the last few years, he wanted to get back into healing school and, and you know, there's some things he wanted to do. So the first thing I, I, I did after, after he passed us, as I went to healing school and began to teach there. And I, I know you, you taught as well, um, Kirk, and, and you know, you know, we begin to teach in healing school and then went from there and you know, it's just amazing what God's doing all around the world. Absolutely. And, you know, instead, instead of, you know, a lot of people are going through, they're like, you know, the, well, it's just, you know, it's been really bad. But, you know, like I said, last year was my best year ever. And, and this year is the Lord said it's going to it's going to be awesome. And, you know, it's just continued to be awesome. I mean, God's God's done things for me that I really never really thought would happen. It's just, it's been amazing, you know, this year. And, and I know it's, you know, we, we've just we just began. And there's there's more amazing things ahead, and I'm Amen. so excited. I, I believe the the future is bright, and I believe that it's time to, to like to step into that last day revival that's been prophesied. And you know, um, some people say, "Well, how's that going to happen?" I, I don't know how. We're just going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of take the Nike slogan, you know, just just do it. You know, a lot, a lot of times people trying to figure out how it's, you know. In the Bible, there's no figuring out. You know, in fact, going back to Proverbs, the Bible says to lean not to your own understanding. So we don't even have to understand how it's going to happen. We don't have to understand, you know, because if you look at the outward appearance, but we don't look at outward appearance. Outward appearance, things things seem to be getting worse and worse and, you know, more complicated and, you know, a lot of restrictions trying to be put on the church. But it's time for the church to just uh, come alive and get excited. Amen. You know, get lit. Amen. Like Get I said a couple, a couple of weeks ago in my sermon, you know, <laughs> yes. you know and, and it's interesting because that comes back to me every day. Someone, someone texts me, emails me, well, I'm getting lit. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a good word. Yeah. So that was, that was an awesome word. Well, like I said, once again, maybe you're listening to this program and in you yourself or maybe someone that you know might be interested in coming to Raymond Bible Training College, America's most affordable, actually the world's most affordable Bible college. And so um, if you'll just go to rbtc.org, there's all kinds of information you, you can read about Rama if you don't know anything about Rama. But most importantly, there's some, you know, please give us your information so we can have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you about um, the ministry, send you some more information, and also even maybe schedule a tour so you can come right here on campus, you know, because there's just something about him being here on campus. Hey Amen. I just, it keeps coming up in my heart today, you know, and if you're listening, you know, and you feel like the Lord's dealing with you about coming to Rama, you know, you need to get a yes down on the inside of you because there is no limit to what God can do with a yielded life. Amen. You know, just, just, just maybe go and step out. Maybe you're like, what can I do? Well, one of the first thing you can do is, is learn more about the word of God. Learn, learn, learn about his anointing, you know, and step into that. Um, also too, you know, um, here on campus, um, we have camp meeting coming up. Um, I'm, I'm looking at my calendar here. Um, camp meeting um, this year is actually July the 25th through the 30th. And so, um, you know, Camp Meeting is always a wonderful yeah. time. And so if you're going to come visit um, campus, that might be a great time to visit. They're in, they're in Camp Meeting 2021. Is, it was going to be an incredible time. I, I know I'll be ministering on um, July the 26th um, that night. And so we actually have three services a day. We have something for the kids, something for the youth. And it's a wonderful time here at Camp Meeting. And, you know, Camp Meeting's been going for a long time. And, man, we just always have a bang-up time every yeah, summer. It's awesome. Yeah. 
Well, amen. Well, you know, we want to end today's program like we win every every program. We want to first of all thank Kirk um, for being our guest um, today. And, and like you. I said, if you want to hear more um, from, from Kirk and, you know, some of his 11 classes he teaches here at Rama, <laughs> rbtc.org, or you can, you can just call him, I guess, if you want to as well. <laughs> anyway, we're going to end today's broadcast like we win every broadcast here at Rama. We're bringing hope, hope help, and healing to the world. world. God bless you guys. Have a great day.